second week of a message series I've called all in from the top of my head to the tip of my toes and we're talking about how to live fully for Jesus Christ and the focus of this series is on how to live a spiritual life in a physical body and when you give your life to Jesus Christ you become an, a new creation you're given a new kind of life that never ends and the goal then is to become more and more like Jesus Christ in your character, in your actions, your priorities, and the way that we love one another. And all of this change takes place in a physical body that sometimes works against our best intentions at Christ-likeness. Our mouth says things that we can't take back. Our eyes lead us astray. Our bodies are too tired to get up for church. And if we're to grow spiritually, we have to enlist the help of our bodies, uh, get all of the members on board, so to speak. And our memory uh, verse for this series is from Galatians 2.20. Let's go ahead and read it together. I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in Jesus Christ, who loved me and gave himself for me. Our bodies are made for God's purposes. And last week we talked about uh, how to honor God and others with our eyes. This week we're going to talk about our ears. How to have ears that are tuned in to God and that listen well to others. I don't know about you, but uh, I've never noticed how many metaphors there are for the ears until I started uh, working on this message series this week. This, and uh, There's just a ton of meta metaphors, so I thought we'd start with a quiz. I'm going to start with an easy one. If it doesn't go well, we'll just skip to the last one. But start with the easy one. I'm going to give you a phrase, and then you finish it with a metaphor about ears, okay? So the first phrase is if you're inexperienced, you're new at something, you're wet behind the ears. Good. All right. Next one. That went all right. Okay. When you're trying to gather information about someone or something, you keep your ear. Well, that's a good one. That's not the one I had. Put your ear to the ground. Okay. Next one. When you're highly motivated to listen, you are all ears. Good job, Joyce. All right. When someone talks over long or tediously, they are... Oh, bending your ear. I didn't get that one. They chew your ear off. Okay. Next one. If you're subconsciously aware of being talked about behind your back, your ears are burning. Good. Next one. To plant an idea in someone's mind, to put a bug in their ear, right? I know they do. <laughs> Did you know there were this many of them, though? When someone ignores what you say, your words are falling on deaf ears. Yeah, your words fall on deaf ears. Okay. And if you have more than you can handle, you are in over your head, <laughs> in over your ears. 
up to your ears in whatever, laundry or whatever it is. If you want a group's attention, you ask them to lend me your ears, right? Right. And I'm hoping that today's message doesn't go in one ear and out the other, okay? <laughs> I, I did, I'm not good at that. Forrest is really good at it. Dave showed me that trick at, at prayer group this week, and I was just so humored by it. He, he gave it to me. But I can't leave the thumb sitting here. That would be just too distracting. So we'll just have two thumbs sitting there. God gave us ears to hear. And in the Gospels, a number of times Jesus says, uses the expression, whoever has ears, let them hear. And he's warning his listeners about listening without hearing. And as I look around the room today, nearly all of you have ears. Well, I guess all of you, and two of them. And I imagine that was true of Jesus' audience in his day, right? And if they didn't have an ear, he probably would have given them one. <laughs> well, he gave it back, but, I mean, he put it back. So when Jesus invited them to have ears that hear, he was speaking of a different kind of listening than just that goes beyond physical intake of sound waves. He was talking about really hearing. Uh, hearing in such a way that you understand what is said and then you realign everything in your life uh, according to what you've heard. There's a difference between listening and hearing. Have you ever been talking to someone and they appear to be listening? I mean, they're nodding their head. They're saying, uh-huh. Uh, these kinds of things, but you know they're really not hearing a word that you're saying, right? Anyone who's a parent has had that experience <laughs> with their children. To hear, we have to listen well. And I say listen well because sometimes we don't listen at all, and then other times we listen but not well. There's listening that doesn't result in hearing. And when we listen well um, to God, our lives will be transformed. And when we listen well to others, our relationships will be transformed. So what I'd like to do today is talk about, look at some scriptures about how to listen well to God and listen well to others. To start off, though, I want to talk about uh, how God speaks. I think it's important, if you're going to listen for God, to know the ways that he speaks. Because one of the difficult parts about being a Christian is knowing when God is speaking. Have you ever had that experience where... You think this is God, but it might just be me. It might just be my imagination. God is a God who speaks, but we won't be able to hear an invisible God who rarely speaks in an audible voice, right, um, unless we can learn how he speaks. So God is speaking all the way through the Bible, and we know that God continues to speak today. We just need to be able to recognize his voice, and then you'll know when he's speaking to you. So we're going to, so how does God speak? In the book of Hebrews, first chapter, first verse, Hebrews uh, chapter 1. <laughs> it's taking me a minute. Okay, uh, it says, Long ago God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets, but now in these final days God has spoken to us through his Son. So long ago God spoke in many times in many ways. 
at one point, he spoke to Moses through the burning bush. He spoke another time through a donkey to somebody. But most of the time in the Old Testament, he spoke through the prophets like Moses and Elijah and, and others. Then hundreds of years later, God sent his son, Jesus, and he came and he lived in a physical body on earth. And God spoke through his son. And so when Jesus was talking to the disciples or the crowds, that was God speaking. Those are the ways that God spoke in the past. But now in our time, while God can speak to us in any way that he chooses, um, he, we see in Scripture that he primarily speaks to people in six ways. So we're going to look at those this morning. They're in your message notes. Six ways that God speaks. The first is that God speaks through creation. Um, scripture tells us that cre- creation is speaking to us about God. Romans 1 says that everyone was a, is without excuse for knowing God because all they have to do is look around them at creation and you can see a creator in creation. Psalm 19, 1 through 3 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. I thought it went on, but no, it doesn't. Yet, yet their voice goes out to the end of the earth, their words to the ends of the world. For some reason, that isn't all there. Anyway, so creation is calling out, there is a God. Uh, 44, 45 years ago today, I was at the hospital giving birth to our son, <laughs> On this morning, and I was thinking about that this morning. And what, when I held that baby for this first time, what a miracle it was! Uh, when you see a newborn baby, you can't but think there's a creator somewhere that has created these miraculous little beings. Creation tells us there's a creator, and then Scripture fills in the gaps about who that God is and what He is like. And that's the second way that God speaks to us. God speaks through scripture. And this is the most clear word that we can get from God. It's the primary way that God speaks to us and gives direction today. God speaks through his written word. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says that all scripture is God-breathed. It comes from God. It's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If you want to grow spiritually, read the Bible. God speaks through Scripture, and if you're not taking time daily to read God's Word, you're missing out on one of the primary ways that He wants to speak to us. And before you read each day, I would encourage you to to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Uh, David says in Psalm 119, 18, Open my eyes to see the wonderful things you, in your word. And, and I've added to that and open my ears to, to listen and to hear what you're saying and my heart to respond. It's a little prayer, I say, before, before I read the word every day. And, you know, the word is spiritual, and it's the Holy Spirit that helps us to understand what we're reading and then how to apply it to our life. And then that leads to number three, God speaks through his Holy Spirit. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, he comes and he takes up residence in your inner being, your, in your heart. And then Jesus' spirit, his Holy Spirit, 
um, speaks to us. And when he does, that's God speaking. Uh, he's the helper that Jesus talked about in John 14, 26, that uh, Jesus promised would come and teach us all things and remind us of the things that Jesus taught. So when you have the spirit of Jesus Christ dwelling in you, God can speak to you at any time in any way that he chooses because he's always present with you. And if you ask him to, he'll speak to your heart and lead you through your day, and he's always at work around you, and he'll help you make good choices and guide you. God speaks through his spirit directly to our hearts, and one of the most likely times that he's due to do that is in prayer, when you pray. And that's the fourth way that God speaks to us. God speaks to us through prayer. Um, and prayer is taking time to talk to God Thank him, praise him for who he is and what he's done in your life. Um, it's taking time to ask questions and to put your requests before God. First Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. And, and if you have worries today or you're brokenhearted or you don't know where to turn, go to God. Go to God. And, and that's part of prayer. But prayer is also an opportunity to be quiet and listen for God. I listen to God. If you think about it, um, is it more important for you to talk or for the creator of the universe to talk to you, right? <laughs> and we need to listen uh, to God through prayer. And then the fifth thing, uh, God speaks through other people. God speaks through other people. You know, sometimes there's just a time times when you need to hear audible audible voice uh, you need some advice from someone and God speaks through other people especially go to people that you trust are hearing from God themselves Proverbs fifteen twenty two says plans go wrong for lack of advice but many advisors bring success God speaks through other people who have God's spirit and I want to emphasize, though, that this is one of the reasons that you need to know God's word, that you need to know what the scripture says. Because um, whether it's a friend that you've gone to or a book that you're studying in a small group, you always need to weigh those words against what you read in scripture and pray about them. God never speaks to you in a way or tells you to do anything that's contrary to what's in the scripture. Uh, so always balance that out. Go to more than one person. That's why it says many advisors, to seek out many advisors, and then you have success. And, um, and go to Scripture, balance it with Scripture. And then number six, God speaks through circumstances. God speaks through life circumstances. God's always at work around you, and he uses our life circumstances to direct and guide our life. Sometimes he opens a door for us that we didn't even expect was going to be there, or he closes the door, and he uses those kinds of things to, to guide us. And there will be times when you're waiting for a door to open, and it just takes a lot longer than you had hoped or that you had thought. And those are the times when you really need to be listening to God, get in his word, be in prayer, and wait for a clear word from God. When life circumstances aren't what you had hoped or wanted, start praying and asking God what he wants in this time, what his plan is, and then wait for an answer. Um, life just goes better if you're working with God than against God, right? 
Okay, so those are the six ways that God speaks to us today. And are there, of course, there are other ways God can speak in any way that he wants to. He could, you know, speak audibly to us right now. But if you're going to hear God in a consistent basis and have him guide you in your day-to-day life, you need to understand that these are the primary ways that God speaks to us. Put yourself in the places where God speaks and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And when he does, that is God speaking. You have heard from God. When you understand that, it just makes your spiritual life come uh, alive as, as you are being guided by God and he's directing your life. So take a minute and look again at the ways that God speaks to us. And as you look at these, you see that what's really needed is a living relationship with God, that you're in his word, you're praying, you're seeking him, you're in church, you're talking to other Christian people. And the need for wisdom and guidance is just a constant reality in our life, right? And one of the most important things in life is to hear God's voice. So it's important to understand how he speaks to us, but we also need to recognize that there's some barriers uh, to hearing God and to listening well to God and others. So I'm just going to look at those really quickly. Three barriers to listening well to God. And the first is lack of time. Lack of time. Um, it seems like time is a great scarcity right now, doesn't it? I mean, everybody is so busy. But Jesus took time for prayer. And we'll need to take time. We need to make time to be still. Make room in your schedule. Put yourself in the places where God speaks. And, and listen. And we need to make time to listen to others. Because life is really busy. So we have to slow down and, and listen and listen. Listening takes time. I, I was thinking about how, you know, you have people in your life who are talkers. Does anybody have a, <laughs> they just talk, 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 and it seems like, you know, they're never going to stop, and especially for an introvert, it's like, get to the point. But, but uh, we need to be patient, take time, slow down, and listen to people, because good relationships are made when we really listen to others. Listening helps us to be more compassionate, understanding, and fosters closeness with people and with God. Then the second is lack of humbleness. Lack of humbleness. The truth is that we have selective hearing with certain people on certain uh, uh, topics in certain situations. And and the religious leaders of Jesus' day, you know, they thought they had the inside track on righteousness. They knew what was up in the world and they didn't recognize God right there in their midst because he wasn't saying what they wanted him to say. And to really hear, you have to listen with humility, be willing to learn from someone, even if you don't um, agree with their point, then they'll be much more willing to listen to you when you speak. James 1, uh, 19 says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Uh, it takes humbleness to listen and to just kind of restrain yourself before you not speak your peace, uh, be slow to get angry. But when you do, relationships are protected, and we listen like Jesus would if he were in our shoes. Then the third barrier to listening well is lack of motivation. Our, our human tendency is to want to be at the center of things, and we want people to listen to us, But the motivation for listening to others is love. 
And when we listen, we show that we care, we build relationships, and we become more like Jesus Christ. And you know, you're, mo you're uh, here because you're motivated. You're motivated to know and love God more and more. And I've been blessed to speak more than a few weeks to you all and look at your faces and your uh, hunger for, to know God better. And I just encourage you to keep listening to God, keep seeking his voice, and he'll guide you on his path all the days of your life. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we, we do thank you that um, you had just didn't just create the world and go off and leave it. That, that you're here amongst us today, that you are with us in our day-to-day -day life, and that you love us, you care about us, and you speak to us. And I pray that you'll give us ears to hear. Ears that hear, not only just to hear and to know, but to align our lives with what we hear so that as we live fully for you, Jesus, our lives will be transformed. We'll have the life that we really long for and the relationships that we long for. And I pray these things in Jesus' name.